थोड़ा आवाज बढ़ा दो हरिओंड वर्सेस फर्स्ट टू वर्सेस ओम श्री परमात्मने नमः अथ अष्टादशोध्याय अर्जुन उवाच संस्य महाबाहो तत्वमिच्छा वेदि त्यागस्यचर्षिकेश पृथक्केशिनिशूदन श्रीभगवाच काम्यासम कवयो विदु सर्वकर्मफलगम प्राहुस्त्यागम विचक्षण ध्यानावस्थित तद्गतेन मनसा पश्यम योगिन इन ध्यान श्लोक ऑफ भगवदगीता इट इज सेड दट वेन द माइंड गोज इन द स्टेट ऑफ मेडिटेशन वी कम टू रेकग्नाइज अवर ओन सेल्फ so here in the we have seen in the 6th chapter bhagwan talked about meditation but in the next set of 6th chapter in the 12th chapter he talked about bhakti and now in this 18th chapter he is talking about tyag renunciation so all these three factors are very important avaj bada do zara ध्यान भक्ति एंड त्याग एक्चुअली इट इज ध्यान ओनली बट इन ध्यान इफ देर इज भक्ति देन इट बिकम्स मोर डीप एंड अल्टीमेटली द ध्यान शुड कल्मिनेट इन त्याग वेन द लास्ट ट्रेस ऑफ द ईगो द सेंस ऑफ लिमिटेड आय ऑल्सो इज रिनाउंस्ड सो दैट लीड्स टू the direct realization of our own self so sanyasasya mahabaho tatvam ichhami veditum therefore here this uh, chapter begins with arjuna's question about what exactly is the meaning of renunciation and he uses another term tyaga uh, that we actually sanyas and tyaga both means renunciation only so what is the meaning of the term sanyas and tyaga exact meaning arjuna wants to understand therefore he asks please tell me what is sanyas and what is tyaga so first bhagwan 
gives the definition as uh, revealed by some wise people. So he uh, uh, gives those definition, and then he gives his own uh, view about sannyas and tyaga. But he incorporates all these definitions, and he gives his own view. So first, in this second verse itself, Bhagwan says that according to some wise person, uh, the desire prompted selfish to give up selfish activities is called sannyas or tyaga, or called sannyas. Kamyanam karmanam nyasam sannyasam kavayo viduhu. See, tyaga or renunciation we understand, but what has to be renounced, uh, there are different uh, opinions then. So Bhagwan gives those opinions and then he gives his own understanding of the whole thing. So one, according to some, sannyas means giving up selfish, desire-prompted activities. That is called sannyas. Then, according to some, the meaning of tyaga is to give up the attachment to the results of action. In fact, this uh, uh, happens in stages also. In the beginning, we have to give up the attachment to the results. That way we have to give up all desire prompted and, and uh, prohibitory actions. But in the beginning stage, one gives up one's attachment to the results of action. Then we have to slowly give up those actions which are very selfish and desire prompted. And ultimately a stage will come when we will be able to give up even the sense of doership, that is the ego. Even that sense of doership goes away. So ego means this sense of I which we have. And in this I, when there is a sense of I, it is also associated with a sense of my. So I and my go together. Hmm. So when we have the notion of I, then towards objects of this world, we have the notion of my. So it is uh, easier to give up the notion of my and much difficult to give up the notion of I. So when we give up the attachment to the results of action, that is like giving up the notion of my. Because whatever I get, I feel that this belongs to me, this my, my, my. But later on, when we progress in our spiritual journey, we should learn to give up Ultimately, the notion of I also. So first, Bhagwan defines the two terms based on the thinkers, other thinkers. So, uh, the giving up the selfish activities is sannyas, and giving up the attachment to the results of action is tyaga. Now further, he says in the third verse, Tyajam doshavadittake Karma prahurmanishinaha Yadnya dhanatapa karma Natyajamiti chapare Tyajam doshavadittake Karma Prahur Manishinaha 
Then there are other thinkers, like the Sankhya Yogis and all, who believe that all karmas, they lead to some problem. All karmas, they lead to acquisition of more and more vasanas or more and more impressions. So according to some thinkers, one should give up all karmas. So it is, it is just to avoid all actions. To give up all karma, according to them, is called tyaga. But in them also there is another uh, opinion that give up those actions which are, which have defect in them. Doshavat. So tyajyam doshavat iti eke karma prahur manishinaha. So some thinkers, they feel that you can do karmas, but those karmas, if you find that they are faulty, and what are the faulty karmas, which gives rise to negative impressions in our heart, like anger, jealousy, greed, passion, different types of negativities, if those actions are creating in our mind, then those actions have to be given up. These are the different views, huh? Finally, we will see what is Bhagwan is saying. But uh, this is the technique. Like first confuse and then then reveal the secret. Uh, confuse, confound, and conquer. So don't get confused. So tyajam doshavat. So this is also a very beautiful uh, definition that we keep doing our uh, duties or whatever karmas we are. But if those actions are leading to some negativities in our mind and also in the society, if it is creating disharmony in the society and it is creating discord in our own personality and uh, creates uh, all sorts of negative uh, tendencies in our mind, then those karmas have to be given up. Because it is not just action. The action has got effect on our mind also. It has got effect in the world outside and it has got some effect on our mind. Every action leaves some impression in our mind. So if a particular action is leaving negative impressions, then that action should be dropped. That is the view of some thinkers. But also among them there are some thinkers who say that all actions leads to some negativity or other. There are no actions which are totally pure. Whatever you do, it creates an impression which uh, keeps us tied down to this world. So according to them, one should give up all actions. That is called tyaga or sannyas. But then there are other thinkers who say that yadnyadana tapak karma na tyajyam iti chapare. They say that you can give up all actions except these three types of action. We have seen them in the 17th chapter also. And again we will see when Bhagavan tells about it. That yadnya, dana and tapak karma na tyajyam. They should not be given up under any circumstance. Because they are the main duties of all beings, of all human beings. Yadnya. Yadnya is uh, all actions, our uh, duties, which are, should be performed as worship. So, Yadnya itself means worship. But uh, those karmas, which are our duties, 
to perform them as worship of God is called Yadnya. Then Dana is, uh, is uh, what you call uh, charity or, or sharing what we have with the world around is called Dana. And then Tapa is to conserve our spiritual, our uh, physical, emotional, intellectual energy and directing it towards our ultimate goal is called Tapas. So these three types of karma are very essential for all beings. So there are some thinkers, they say that you can give up all karmas except these three. So give up all, not to give up these three types of karma is called tyaga, according to some thinkers. So yadnyadana tapak karma na tyajyam iti chapare. So these are the four different views Bhagwan gave about uh, sannyas, giving up the selfish activities, then about tyag, giving up attachment to the results of action, then again giving up all karmas or those karmas which have defects in them, and giving up karmas, all karmas except yadnyadana tapak karma. Now after telling us about these various thinkers, the, uh, finally Arjuna would have that question in his mind, that what about you, what is your opinion? See, this is very important that many times we keep collecting opinions of people, but ultimately we should form our own opinion, our own understanding. Because we follow our own understanding only. If we have four different types of opinion, then it will create more confusion in our mind only, in our life. So after giving these various opinions, Bhagwan says, Hey Arjuna, now you listen to my opinion or my understanding of the whole uh, question which you have asked. So he says in the next verse, Nishchayam Shrunume Tatra Tyage Bharata Sattama Tyago Hipurusha Vyagra Trividhasam prakirtitaha Nishchayam shrunume tatra Tyage bharata sattama Nishchayam shrunume tatra Tyage bharata sattama He addresses Arjuna as bharata sattama one who is the best among the Bharata Vamsha. Arjuna was born in that Bharata Kula. So he says, you are the best among all this, uh, all this uh, Bharata Vamsha. That please listen to me, my Nishchayam Shrunume Tatra. The, my definite opinion about what is the meaning of Tyaga. He only, Bhagwan uses the term Tyaga. Though Arjuna had asked him about sannyas and tyaga, Bhagwan uses only the term tyaga because both the terms mean the same. Both means renunciation only. So we have to understand what exactly we have to renounce. Because uh, all the scriptures, they talk about this renunciation. Even uh, in the 12th chapter we had seen 
that tyagat shanti anantaram. Bhagavan says, if you want supreme peace, you have to give up, you have to renounce. There is a very beautiful uh, story in uh, in Bhagavat also, where the Tatri Avdut talks about his 24 teachers. And he says, one of my teachers was a bird. And I saw one day one bird was carrying some food in its beak and was flying. And lot of other birds started chasing this bird. So this bird got little disturbed by so many birds around and chasing me. Then it understood that they are after my food. So it just dropped that food and all the birds left it alone. Similarly, we find that we are holding on to something and that is creating lot of sorrow and pain and fear in our life. But exactly what are we holding, which is giving rise to this disturbance, we have to understand and drop it. Even in the sixth chapter, Bhagavan defined yoga as tam vidya dukkha sanyoga vyogam yoga sannitam. He says that yoga is to give up our attachment to those things which gives rise to sorrow and pain. That's called yoga. Yoga literally it means to join. But there Bhagavan gives another meaning. He says to separate itself is called yoga. Separate yourself from those things which gives you sorrow and pain. Because otherwise your nature is that of happiness only. So this tyaga is very very important factor which we have to understand. So therefore Bhagavan says, Nishchayam Shunume Tatra Tyage Bharata Sattama that you hear my definite view about Tyaga. Tyago hi Purusha Vagra Trividhasam Prakirtitaha. He says that there are three types of Tyaga. Now in this chapter you will find Bhagavan tells so many things, it's three types. We have seen in the 17th chapter also about the Tamogun, Rajogun and Sattvagun. Tamasik, Rajasik, Sattvik, Anna and Yadnyadana, Tapa. So here also Bhagavan will talk about these three types. He said there are three types of Tyaga. Tamasik Tyaga, Rajasik Tyaga and Sattvik Tyaga. One should follow which one? Sattvic one. But tamasic and rajasic, when we understand, then we will be able to avoid those type of tyaga and follow the sattvic tyaga. Therefore, this is very important. The Only with comparison, we understand and appreciate certain things. So, only with the comparing with tamasic and rajasic tyaga, we will be able to appreciate what is sattvic tyaga. Therefore, Bhagavan says, hey, here again he addresses Arjuna as Purusha Vyagra, a lion among men. Kityago hmm. hi Purusha Vyagra, Trividhasam Prakirtitaha. There are three types of Tyaga mentioned in the great scriptures also. So, having said this, now Bhagavan tells him what exactly is this tyaga yajnya dana tapa karma 
नत्याज्यम कार्यमेव तत यज्ञो दानम तपश्चैव पावनानि मनीषिनाम यज्ञदान तपकर्मा हाँ सो फर्स्ट ही एम्फोसाइजेज दिस पॉइंट विच ही हैड सेड दैट सम थिंकर्स दे से ही सेज दैट यज्ञ दान तपक कर्म न त्याजम वन शुड नॉट गिव अप एक्शन वॉट टाइप ऑफ एक्शन यज्ञ दान एंड तप दिस थ्री फोल्ड एक्शंस आर अवर कर्तव्य कर्म अवर ड्यूटीज वॉट एवर हैपन्स one should not give up these threefold duties so yajna dana tapak karma na tyajyam so tyag doesn't mean giving up renouncing all action he says no tyag is to perform this threefold action but how it should be performed what should be given up in them that he will reveal to us the actions should be performed but certain defects which are there in the actions if they are given up then those actions will lead to our own development and evolution actions by themselves are not bad but the attitude which which with which we perform action and certain uh, tendencies which we have while performing these actions are harmful and those should be given up then the actions are good सो यज्ञ दान तपक कर्म न त्याज्यम कार्यमेव तत भगवान से दे हैव टू बी परफॉर्म बिकॉज यज्ञ दानम तपश्चैव पावनानि मनीषिनाम इवन फॉर द वाइस पर्सन दिस थ्री फोल्ड एक्शंस आर वेरी प्यूरिफाइंग एक्शंस आर परफॉर्म्ड फ्रॉम द स्पिरिचुअल स्टैंड पॉइंट टू प्यूरिफाई अवर माइंड इन द वर्ल्ड everyone understands the value of action even the worldly person understands the value of action if i want to achieve something i have to do unless i put forth effort i will not get what i want you cannot just sit back relax and expect things to come we have to put forth effort so bhagavad gita doesn't tell us that you just uh, don't do anything and you will get the result bhagwan says no you have to perform actions in order to gain because this whole world is uh, designed in such a way that action is performed and we get the reaction or the result even in the in the physical world if you just uh, study it from the scientific standpoint that you find that there are a lot of actions happening and reactions happening so if we understand how a particular thing functions then we can put forth a specific action to get a specific result if i understand how electrons and all work then i can put forth specific action to get the result of all this electricity and all sort of things which we use similarly if i want anything in my life 
I have to perform action in order to get it. So actions cannot be avoided. Even in the third chapter, Bhagavan says that even if you want, you cannot avoid action. That even for a second, we cannot live without performing action. It is not possible. The body continuously act, the mind continuously act. So action keep on happening. And as per our action, we get the result. So when I perform some physical action, I see the physical result. But actions are not performed physically only. My mind also is involved in every action, which I may not be able to see and realize. Therefore, every action gives some mental result also. If I, if I offer, for example, I offer something to a person, huh, I donate or I, I share something with the world outside, what I share can be seen and it, it, outer result can be seen, but it also gives rise to inner result. If I give it with proper attitude, my mind will become pure. I will feel a sense of peace and happiness within. That is also the result of action only. When we serve someone, that person is helped or he feels benefited. But at the same time, my mind also feels more peaceful and pure. But if my attitude is wrong, then outwardly you might find some result, similar result, but inside the mind may become impure. At home also sometimes somebody tells you to do some work, and if I don't like that person, ah, why she is telling me, she or he, huh? And I am very angry, but what to do? She is my mother-in-law, and I can't avoid. So, you do perform that action. You prepare the tea or whatever and give it to her. But inside you are boiling more than the tea. (laughs) So, outwardly the mother-in-law will have that tea. She will feel very happy also. But inside, your mind will not be purified. It will develop more resentment, anger, disturbance, lack of the peace and happiness because of my own attitude. So every action gives rise to external result as well as some internal result which are the impressions. If the impressions are negative, they are called papa. If the impressions are positive, they are called punya. Negative impressions gives rise to, later on gives rise to unhappiness. Therefore, the result of Papa is unhappiness. Result of Punya is happiness. And the impression in our mind remains for a long time. I might have done something in my childhood, but it might give me sorrow in my old age. Impressions are not wiped out easily. Forget about old age, we take, we carry our impression in our next life also. I might have done something wrong in my past life and in this life without remembering what I have done I might feel very unhappy may feel very disturbed exact action and what I had done I might not remember but the impression is still there and that impression will give rise to this sorrow 
and disturbance in my heart. It's like by mistake you eat something which is not conducive to your body. It will have its own negative effect on the body. Exactly which virus and from where it came and how it came and all, you might not be able to trace it. But it is there and it gives rise to that type of effect. Similarly, any action we perform, it leaves an impression. Therefore, from a spiritual standpoint, we have to use the action in such a way that it not only gives rise to a harmonious and wonderful results outside, but it also leads to purification of the mind. And for this, Bhagwan tells us that these threefold actions you should perform. Yadnya, Dana and Tapas. These are our our uh, duties. Therefore, they have to be understood well. So, yajna, as I said, is worship. Hmm? Perform those yajna and offer uh, the uh, ahutis and all. It represents worship. And what worship? Your action itself is worship. And what type of action? Nitya Nemiti Karma. Our daily duties and our occasional duties which we have to do, those duties have to be performed as worship of God. Duties, sometimes those words, word might, uh, what you call, be not understood well. One can use another word also called responsibilities. We have certain, when we are born, we have certain responsibilities which we have to fulfill. Whatever I get from the world for my own survival, I should also give it back to the world in a positive way. It begins from my own body and my own personality. I have this wonderful body, mind, intellect. I am born with this equipment. This is like an equipment. It is like your mobile. It is not the chip. It is the outer, uh, what you call, that uh, instrument. So, body, mind, intellect is like the outer instrument. The phone. But that jiva, that uh, sense of I which I have is like the chip which goes from here to there. Hmm. So, So, this wonderful equipment which we have, it is our responsibility to take care of it. It is our responsibility to take care of our equipment. Of course, when we are little children and all our parents help us, others help us, but ultimately we have to take care of our own equipment. So that is my responsibility towards myself, keeping the body healthy, keeping the mind healthy and integrated, keeping my personality healthy and integrated, it is my responsibility. If I am, uh, I become um, disintegrated and uh, if my mind becomes totally, uh, what you call, polluted and um, negative, then I have failed in my own responsibility. It's like when you come to someone's house, you find that everything is cluttered here and there. So, who is responsible? The one who is staying there. 
Actually, we have a funny idea that our responsibility is not there. We have to just, because from our childhood we were raised in that way, that you can play, you can do whatever, throw things here and there, and mummy will come and clean everything. It is mummy's responsibility. Same person grows and throws things in the on the road here and there and feels the government is mummy and it will take care of huh, municipality and all those things. But it is my responsibility to take care of myself and my surrounding. So I have responsibility towards the body. That word responsibility is also very beautiful. Response, ability, ability to response. Not react. Ability to respond to the situation around. So, ability to respond to my own personality and make it healthy and harmonious. Then, ability to respond to my family, make it healthy, harmonious, integrated. My responsibility towards my society. Why, why I have response? Because I get something from the society. Therefore, I am responsible. I am also part of the society. If I want to avoid, then I should leave this world. You cannot leave the society. So, if I am here in, living in this world, in the society, it is my responsibility to keep the society integrated. And it goes on. My responsibility towards my own nation. My responsibility towards the culture in which I am born, the religion in which I am born, my responsibility towards the whole world, or responsibility towards earth, environment. Also my responsibility towards my past, my ancestors. They have given me something, values, which is benefiting me. So it is my responsibility that I hand it over to my children, and it goes on. My responsibility to the Rishi Munish, Rishi Munish who have given me all these wonderful scriptures, I should learn and hand it over to my disciples. So in this way, we have these various responsibilities towards all the, world, the entire cosmos. To fulfill those responsibilities with the attitude of worship is called Yadnya. That word is so small, but it has got a lot of uh, this meaning. So, yajna is to perform, fulfill all your responsibilities with the attitude of worship. That attitude of worship makes it yajna. If that attitude of worship is not there, then it is just ordinary karma which might lead to more and more bondage. Therefore, in the third chapter, Bhagavan uses the term yajna and he tells Arjuna that yajnyarthat karmanonyatra lokoyam karma bandhanaha. That all karmas lead to bondage except those which are performed with yajna attitude, with the attitude of worship. As Swami Vivekananda used to say, you should perform your work as worship. So that is yajna. So when we perform this, when we fulfill our responsibilities, then automatically we are blessed with lot of things. The nature, the cosmos blesses us. It keeps our body, mind, intellect healthy. 
It keeps our family and the society healthy. It blesses us with a lot of gifts, internal as well as external gifts. I gain knowledge, I gain, gain talent, I gain wealth, I gain uh, some wonderful qualities. So I get a lot of things in my, in, my, in my hands. So the next, our sadhana is to share whatever I have got with the world around. That's called dana. Dana is to share intelligently with the world around you whatever you have acquired as a gift from God. Whether it is wealth, knowledge, your time, energy, talents, whatever it is. To share it with the world. This further purifies our mind. Because we we whatever we hold on to in this world, it actually ultimately leads to our destruction only. So we have to share. And it keeps the circulation going. Just like in our body. Everything is in motion. I am not talking about loose motion. huh? But everything in our body is in continuous motion like continuous flux continuous change. The air which we breathe, it goes in and then comes out. Even blood constantly it circulates. Constantly in motion. That keeps the body healthy. Suppose the heart and it receives the blood and it says, I will not give it to anybody. I will keep it for my future. For my other relatives and friends. I will give it only to them. So then the, the heart itself will die. The whole body will collapse. The heart is functioning because of the movement. Constantly the circulation is happening. Similarly, whatever we get as a gift from God is like a like a, it's like blood, it's like something which is uh, alive, it should be kept in circulation. It should not be kept at one place. It's like, it should be like air. If it is kept in one place, the air becomes poisonous, dirty, polluted. So, if I have uh, knowledge, then I should distribute that knowledge to the world around me. If I have some talent, then I should share that talent with the world. If I have wealth, more than what I require, I should share it with the world around. Uh, that is how the, the world functions. That's what in third chapter also Bhagavan says, that uh, you worship the devatas and devatas will worship you. You worship the cosmos, the cosmos will worship you. And by this cooperation, cooperative endeavor, the whole uh, world functions. So this yajna is also associated with dana then. So dana is also very important karma. And then the third type of karma which we have to perform is tapas. Tapas, it means uh, ekagrata, single-pointedness. But single-pointedness of what? Single-pointedness of our vision 
to attain the supreme goal. Whatever we are doing, yajna, dana, and whatever karma we are doing is for gaining that ultimate state of enlightenment. So using, integrating and uh, what you call, um, harnessing our potential and directing it towards our ultimate goal is the main aim and purpose of tapas. In other words, what it means is our spiritual sadhana. Yajna we do as a, our offering to the cosmos. We get something in return, we share it with the world around us. But just doing something for the cosmos and sharing itself is not everything. We have to do something to evolve spiritually. So whatever sadhana, whatever spiritual practice I do to evolve spiritually is called tapas. I have to do something with my physical body so that it gets tuned to spirituality, seva and all. So that is tapas. I have to use my speech to speak that which is truthful, hmm? that which is uh, which doesn't create any agitation in the world around me. So satyam, priyam, hitam, anudvek, karam, vakyam. So that is my uh, tapas at the level of speech. And to keep my mind healthy, keep my mind uh, peaceful and uh, educate my mind, spiritual education and to keep my mind calm and happy is manasik tapas. So all this uh, sharirik, vachik, manasik tapas which we have seen in the 17th chapter, to perform them and to evolve spiritually, proactively, to evolve spiritually is also our duty, is also part of our duty. So, yajna, dana and tapas. One of the tapas is to switch off our mobile phone also, when we are in satsang. It might be very difficult to, to switch off, because we feel some important message might come. That some president of the United States has come and he was looking for you. <laughs> or something like that. So please switch off the mobile. So, yajna dana tapak karma natyajam. So, Bhagwan says, these threefold karmas you have to perform. So, perform your duties, fulfill your responsibilities, share with the world around you. And evolve spiritually by performing your spiritual sadhana. See, many times we understand yajna, but we don't understand tapas. People feel that just performing their duties in the world around is enough. But even doing japa, or doing some puja, or studying the scriptures, or meditating, contemplating, is also our duty. Which may not be recognized in the world. If you don't go to office, people might recognize, what is the problem and all they might ask. But if you don't do japa, people might not ask. So it is not recognized easily outside. But we ourselves will recognize that I am not evolving spiritually. I have not come into this world to remain stagnant, to be born as a, as a, at a particular level and die at that level. I should evolve. Every day I should evolve. 
So that is called tapas. Ah. Tapas also means to heat. It also reminds us of gold. When the gold is taken out from, I mean the ores, gold ores, it is powdered and then it is heated and melted. And the more we melt it, the more the pure gold comes out. So similarly we have to do that sadhana to remove all impurities from our mind, from our body, from our heart. Make ourselves more and more pure to evolve spiritually and finally to attain that state of enlightenment. So this threefold um, karma is our duty. Whether we are Hindu, Muslim, whatever be our background, whatever be our gender, whatever be our age, it doesn't matter. These are the three, whatever be our caste. Yadnya dana tapa, here Bhagavan doesn't talk. Later on he will talk about this fourfold caste also. But these are the general duties for all being, all human beings. Yadnya dana tapa karma natyajyam. Then exactly what type of karma yadnya I should do, what is dana, that can be different for different person. My duties might be different from your duties. But both of us are doing yajna. So, yajna dana tapak karma na tyajyam karya It should be performed, Bhagavan says, because yajna dhanam tapaschaiva pavanani. They are pavanani. They are, uh, they, are, they are purifiers. They will purify your mind. And what is the meaning of mind getting pure? mind becomes more and more peaceful, calm and more and more happy. And when the mind becomes absolutely peaceful and happy, we reach that state of meditation. Automatically. We don't have to do anything. It's like when we are tired, we fall asleep. Sometimes we get bored in the class, we fall asleep. Automatically. Some people actually, they just, within five minutes, they fall asleep. But, uh, similarly, when the mind becomes calm and peaceful, we rise into meditation. Automatically, we go into the state of meditation. We don't have to do anything. Meditation is that state which we attain when the mind becomes absolutely calm and peaceful and happy. In the second chapter, Bhagavan says that prasanna chetaso yashu buddhi paryavatishthati. That when that prasannata comes, then the buddhi, our uh, intellect and mind, abides in that supreme reality. Hmm. So, so this all this karma also will lead to the state of meditation only by making our mind pure. What is the sign of mind being pure? That mind remains in the present condition, present state also, present moment. It stops going into the past and future. See, a restless mind goes into the past and future. And also in the present it moves restlessly only. Most of the time if we observe our mind, Either it is uh, doing some action replay of the past or planning something of the future. 
or getting little excited about the present. But when the mind starts becoming more and more pure, it will become more and more calm and it will remain, our attention will remain in the present moment. Because meditation happens in the present moment. Imagination happens in future. In the sense it takes us into future. Or in some other. Meditation is something which happens in the absolute present moment. For that my awareness should come into the present moment. For that my mind should stop thinking about the past and future. And this all this happens through my uh, this karma, yadnya dana tapak karma, if I do with proper attitude, then Bhagavan says it will lead to the purification of your mind. Pavanani manishinam. Not only ordinary person, but also wise person, they follow this path of yadnya dana tapak karma and their mind becomes pure. After saying this, now Bhagavan tells us. Very important point is yadnya dana tapa should be performed with a particular attitude. That attitude should be maintained same while performing yadnya dana tapa karma. So what attitude should be there? That is said now in the next verse. Etanyapitu karmani Sangam tektva falani cha Kartavyani time partha Nishchitam matam uttamam Etanyapitukarmani Sangam tektva falani cha Etani api tu karmani, etani karmani, this karmas of yadnya dana tapa, Bhagavan says, this karma should be performed sangam tektva falanicha. Now he is talking about tyaga, that in this karmas we have to give up these two things. What we should give up? Sangam, sangam means attachment to the actions. And Falanicha, an attachment to the results of action. Sangam tektva falanicha. One should give up the attachment to the actions. Also to the, uh, give up the attachment to the sense of doership which we might have. And ultimately we have to also give up the attachment to the results of action. The action should be performed free from all attachment. Attachment means a deep sense of I and I want. Attachment is to become conscious of my my ego and what I want. That's called our Pujya Gurudev is to say it very beautifully. It is I plus I want. The sense of when we have in any action, if I, I, I become prominent, I am the one who is doing I, I. And what I want, external result from that, if it is prominent, 
then that type of uh, action leads to more attachment only. The action should be performed with the attitude that it has to be performed. Hmm? Those are my responsibilities. Those are my duties. I just perform because it has to be done. With that attitude, when we perform, the actions will not lead to negative impressions. So, etani apitu karmani sangam tektva falani cha. See, when our, uh, when we perform, actions are performed in the present moment. And the result comes in future. If my attention is on that future result, then my action in the present moment are not 100% efficient. Hmm. So, without having that attachment to the result which will come in future, I should focus my attention on performing the action to the best of my ability. As again our Pujya Gurudev says, that do your best and leave the rest. To the best of my ability I should perform. The action itself should give me joy, not the result of action. Result will come, not that we have to renounce the, or the, disown the result. But the action should be performed in such a way that one should start enjoying the action itself. Not wait for the results to come. It's like you are walking. Let us say you are uh, traveling uh, to a particular destination. Many people, they just, uh, their attention is on that destination and waiting anxiously to reach their destination that they fail to enjoy the ride. They fail to see the beauty of nature around, which they keep putting posters and all, especially in the Himalayas, drive carefully, enjoy the beauty and all those things. Hmm? So we, so many people are in a hurry to reach the destination. On the road also you will find. People are in a hurry to reach the destination and because of their hurry, they fail to see what is happening in the present moment. And this attitude of remaining in a hurry, it, it remains all the time. So constantly our attention is in the future. So Bhagwan says this should be avoided. Avoid, I mean, give up attachment to the action itself. Don't get attached to action. As long as you are alive and whatever your responsibility, keep doing it. Once you things take you to some other place or some other situation, then whatever responsibility in that situation, keep doing it. Don't keep on carrying your past. Don't keep on worrying about the future. But just keep fulfilling your duties as it comes, presence in front of you. When we develop this attitude of detachment, our mind will start becoming more and more peaceful and that is called, it will start becoming pure. Karma Yoga is attitude which we have to learn to uh, understand and, and, uh, and practice it, adopt it, cultivate it in ourselves. It is not how much of action you have performed. It is not what 
how, how big or how what type of action you have performed. No doubt it is yadnya dana tapa, but it is the attitude which we perform the action which purifies our mind. And that to reach that attitude might take a long time, but the moment you reach that attitude, the mind is pure. There is no time involved in it. If while performing even a simple, even I am sweeping the floor, if I develop that right attitude, by the time I complete sweeping the floor, my mind has become pure, will become pure. But if I have not developed that attitude, I might require to sweep it for a longer duration. So this is a very... This is the essence of uh, karma yoga which Bhagwan is revealing here in a very beautiful way. Huh. Just perform your action without having any attachment to the action itself, nor having any attachment to the results of action. The results of action will come. If you have to, while performing action, if you have to think of the result or the outcome and all, you can think about it. But don't be attached to it. Don't have an insistence in your mind that I should get this type of result or that type of result. Because the result will come according to the laws of nature. Your job is to just perform the action to the best of your ability and enjoy that action itself. This will give rise to that purity. Etani apitu karmani sangam tektva falani cha. Kartavyani iti me partha. It has to be performed with the attitude that it is my kartavya. It is my duty. It is my responsibility. I have to do it. Therefore, I am doing it with joy. So, kartavyani iti me partha. Nishchitam matamuttamam. This is my nishchit, my confirmed opinion. The best opinion about what you had asked me. About Tyaga and sannyas. Tyaga and sannyas is giving up. Giving up what? Giving up the attachment and for the action as well as the result of action. What type of action? Yadnya dana tapak karma. So yadnya dana tapak karma should not be given up. But the negative attitude which, which we have in them should be dropped. Uh, and this is what one has to practice. In the morning also we have to first bring this attitude in our heart. And then throughout the day when we work, we have to maintain that attitude. It will purify the mind. And this is what we learn from great uh, the stories of uh, great people also. Even from the characters in our uh, our scriptures like Ramayana, our Hanumanji is there. His attitude, his devotion for Bhagwan Sri Ram, and his performance of his action, with the just as a, his his duty, his responsibility, or his seva for Bhagwan. So that action itself purifies them, and this is not something which is unnatural. You will find that there are some people who have that natural tendency of karma yoga in them. Therefore, you will find, especially if you go to some, maybe in some villages or some cities and all, sometimes it's difficult to find a real karma yogi. You will find a karmi, a workaholic. But karma yogi to find is very 
might be difficult. You will find sometimes in a village or some other places, people are working there, but there's so much of joy, so much of peace. When you even sit with those people, you will yourself feel so peaceful and happy. If you sit with a person who is busy in meetings and and all sorts of things, you will feel restless. Even for five minutes, if you are in touch with that person, you will feel restless. But other person who is working with the karma yoga attitude, you will find a great sense of peace, even when that person is doing a lot of work, which we experience with Pujya Gurudev, traveling throughout the world, performing a lot of actions, but always at ease and in this great sense of peace. And he used to be there where he was. His mind used to be there where his body was. At ease with everything. It's quite a wonderful experience to be with a great master. We used to perform a lot of activities. If you have to just travel with Pujya Gurudev and eat what he is to eat and and just be with him, a person, ordinary person will get exhausted. I cannot. It's very difficult. He used to go for bhikshas to people's houses. That itself is so much huh? action. Then morning, evening give talks on Upanishads, on Bhagavad Gita. Then he used to write, reply to people's questions. They used to write to him and in those days no email and all. He used to write himself, reply to them about 100-200 letters. He used to write per day, get up early in the morning and and write his letters. And during the day also we'll have some important those meetings, board meetings, trust meetings important decisions, then have in between some talks, Rotary Club and other club and meeting people, but always at total ease. So it is not the work which is making us restless, it is the attitude with which we are working make us restless. Work itself is not a, not a dangerous thing, it's the attitude. If the attitude is right, a person might be working 24 hours but still will be absolutely peaceful. But if the attitude is not right, even five minutes of work can make you feel tired. (sighs) People feel tired when they go and work in the offices and all, but when they come home, again they get energy and all. Suddenly they feel very enthusiastic. Chalo jayenge, haan gumne jayenge, or shopping jayenge. But when in the office, if you give him a letter, type, I am very tired, I can't call. But same person, when he comes back home, he is all enthusiastic and all. So it is not the work, but our attitude. So Bhagavan says, give up your attachment to your work and to the result of action and perform those actions. And bring that attitude and you will feel that great sense of peace and happiness in the present moment itself. When you start feeling it, then you know that you have got prasad. See, when we perform puja, we get prasad. Now this is also, yadni is also like puja. Prasad kaan hai? So Bhagavan says, prasad you will feel in your heart. When you start feeling a great sense of joy and peace, then understand that you have got the prasad. 
and only when we get prasad the puja is fulfilled nahi isliye kabhi puja hoti to log pehle puchte prasad kahan hai so if we have performed the action with proper attitude we will feel a great sense of joy that is the prasad that is our spiritual gain and the more and more we feel peaceful and happy the more we are moving toward that state of enlightenment and when the mind becomes absolutely peaceful and happy that itself will lead us in that state of meditation or samadhi therefore in this chapter only bhagwan will say that sve sve karmane abhiratah siddhim vindanti manavah that just being dedicated to your own work with proper attitude will lead a person to the ultimate siddhi to the ultimate state of enlightenment so this is very important so having said this now bhagwan had uh, um, said that there are three types of tyaga to make it more clear to us he is explaining these three types of tyaga and we have to perform or follow the satvik tyaga so first he will explain what is this satvik tyaga niyatasya tu sanyasah ha sorry he is explaining tamasik tyaga first niyatasya tu sanyasah karmano nopapadyate mohatasya parityagah tamasapparikirtitah niyatasya tu sanyasah karmano nopapadyate नियत दिस कर्तव्य कर्म इज ऑल्सो कॉल्ड नियत कर्म अवर ऑब्लिगेटरी ड्यूटीज और रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटीज दिस इज अनदर टर्म यूज इन भगवदगीता नियत कर्म नियत मीन्स अवर रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटीज विच वी हैव टू दिस यज्ञ दान तप विच वी हैव टू परफॉर्म बट देर आर दोज हु थिंक दैट दे आर कॉज ऑफ सौरो एंड पेन so they try to drop them they try to renounce these duties it is not possible to renounce the duty completely but then they out of ignorance they renounce certain aspect of these duties or certain things they avoid doing bhagwan says this type of uh, renunciation of your duties is called tamasik tyaga so niyatasya tu sanyasah karmanah na upapadyate he says it should not be done it is not right to give up our duties towards our own body people may not take bath and say nahi to abhi sanyasi ho gaya bhagwan ki ichcha hai to barish ho jayegi tab snan karunga giving up and that is the notion which many people have just to drop give up your job give up your duties towards your family members 
what are you doing now? I am slowly taking sannyas, you know. Give up everything. That's what Arjuna was thinking. That giving up his duties. Kshatriya, he had to fight this war. It was his duty. It was his responsibility. Like a soldier, certain responsibilities are there. Like a surgeon, the patient is there lying on that thing and suddenly the surgeon says, I don't feel good, I don't feel good. What do I do? I don't like it. I want to go home. And the fellow has already been given anesthesia. Hmm? And the main surgeon is saying, I want to go home. Similarly here, the war was about to begin. And Arjuna is saying, I want to go home. What this war and all, I don't like. So, giving up our duties out of a wrong notion, out of ignorance, out of some confusion, is called tamasik tyaga. Mohatasya parityagaha, out of moha, delusion, confusion, not understanding things properly. Just laziness or ignorance, people give up their duties. Bhagavan says that giving up is not called sannyas or not called tyaga. It is tamasik tyaga only. And a tamasik tyaga will not be, is not good, will not give rise to any spiritual enlightenment. See, this has to be understood properly because a lot of people by mistake... They think that sannyas means just giving, renouncing all their work and all. Hmm. It becomes easy. So when one is confused, one tries to give up one's duty or one does something, uh, somebody else's duty. So swadharma tyag or paradharma karne lagte hai or adharma one start doing. So this is to be avoided at all cost. So niyatasya to sannyasaha karmanaha na upapadyate mohatasya parityagaha tamasa parikirtitaha. Then Bhagavan tells us about rajasik tyaga. Dukkha mittevayat karma kayaklesha bhayatyajet Sakritvarajasam tyagam Naivatyaga phalam labhet Dukkham ittevayat karma Kayaklesha bhayatyajet There are some people who give up their action because those actions involve lot of uh, hardship to the body hmm, and lot of difficulties. See, duties and all are not so easy. Fulfilling our responsibility is not just uh, like a cake walk or a cat walk. It is not as it's not easy. Sometimes it might be very difficult, and that's what now Arjuna was facing. It is very difficult to fight with your own relatives and friends in the name of uh, dharma. 
see for a judge to judge uh, give past judgment against a person whom he doesn't know is very easy but if this, his own son or own relative is involved it becomes difficult or a surgeon also who to operate is very easy but if his own child is there and he had to do that operation it is very difficult because their emotions and so many other thoughts will come and interfere with his simple performance of the duty so there are some people who feel that oh is very too much huh? too much of this uh, duties and all let me just give up so dukham iti eva that this duties involve lot of hardship and difficulty and sorrow with this attitude if we give up our our duties kaya klesha bhayat because of some uh, uh, what you call uh, um, klesha to the body affliction that i will get some affliction at the level of my body or my mind or the because of some fear if we give up our duties then bhagwan says that type of giving up that type of renunciation is called rajasik renunciation and this rajasik renunciation will not give you any spiritual result will not make you evolve spiritually it will not lead to purification of your mind naiva tyaga phalam labhet the tyaga phala is purity of the mind and ultimately that tyaga phala is that abidance in our own self this phala you will not get if one does this rajasik tyaga so giving up our duties out of fear of sorrow and pain is rajasik tyaga giving up our duties out of confusion ignorance is called tamasik tyaga but performing our duties without attachment to the action as well as to the results of action is called the satvik tyaga which bhagwan will explain now i think we will do it tomorrow